In today's episode of Discovering Wholeness, we'll take some time to reflect back on this last season, our first season. We've covered a lot of ground. We've talked about a lot of different topics and shared some stories and just parts of our own journey. And we just look forward to pulling out of that what we've taken away and hopefully some pieces that you're taking away. Season one of Discovering Wholeness is sponsored by the Hayden Institute. Sharing the stories of our nightly dreams is an age-old practice for increasing self-awareness and discerning life purpose. The Hayden Institute offers a two-year certification course in DreamWork training, a valuable tool for spiritual directors, therapists, clergy, and others who wish to enhance their practice and deepen their work. Learn the tenets of Jungian psychology with the Hayden Institute's faculty and mentors. Translate the metaphor and symbol of dream language into a language that is helpful in your waking life. Learn more at haydeninstitute.com. Welcome to Discovering Wholeness, a podcast for any human practicing being, for healing trauma and unearthing self. I'm Kendra Frazier. I'm Jillian Drader. And I'm Kendall Rothis. We are your hosts, and we invite you to join us as we peel back the layers of trauma and discover our innate wholeness. Trauma has been a significant part of many of our journeys, whether those traumas are with a big T or with a little T. We gather each week to discuss trauma, spirituality, and staying grounded as we heal ourselves and walk alongside those who are healing. We are so glad you've joined us. You can participate in the larger conversation with us on Instagram and Facebook at Discovering Wholeness Podcast. Endless Spiritual Consulting is an opportunity to have your whole integrated self welcomed to do the work that your spirit desires for your life. I am Esty Nina Dillard, the owner and founder of Endless Spiritual Consulting, where we can be found at estyninadillard.com or at estyninadillard on all platforms. It will be my honor and my pleasure to curate sacred space using practical tools and methods for your endless possibilities. We're so excited to talk with you because trauma is such an important topic. We recognize trauma is also a sensitive topic. And so we invite you into our centering moment and ask that you join us in a grounding exercise at the beginning, middle, and ending of each episode. Today, I would like to invite you into the present moment by taking in your surroundings. What is it that you see today? right where you are in your room? What are the sounds that you hear where you are? What is it that you're feeling right now? It could be the cotton shirt up against your skin or your hands clasped together. What is it that you're smelling right now? Maybe it's a fragrance that you're wearing 
or something that has just been cooked? What is it that you taste right now? Allow all your five senses to join you in the present moment as you take in your surroundings. I'm Jillian Drader, and I'll be facilitating today's conversation with my co-hosts, Kendra Frazier and Kendall Ray Rothis. We've titled today's episode, Chapters of Healing. We feel like we're, we're kind of bringing in some bookends in terms of the end of this season. I can't even believe that it's, it's already the end of season one. It's just gone so fast. And it's been such a gift and a joy to be together in this discussion. And so many, so many learnings, so many reflections. Um, and, you know, we've had some feedback even from some of the listeners around some of the things that have come up or that they become aware of. I'd love to start our time today just checking in around some of those healing stories. Um, some of the things that either of you have heard. I've certainly had some people connecting with me. Kendall, I'm wondering if we could start with you. Are there any particular reflections or, or things that people have shared with you about this past season, what we've talked about that's been helpful or given them some new insights or awareness? Yeah, I'm so glad you asked that. Um, also, I just want to make a note that I, <laughs> I've lost my voice this week. So uh, you might hear a little bit of um, <clears throat> raspiness or squeaking as I try to answer the question. Um, you know, I've heard from several people who've really been touched by the podcast and it's um, helped them to have, you know, more awareness around their own trauma and putting words and language to it. And I, I think probably the story that has been most touching to me personally is uh, someone I know who she sent the podcast to all the women in her family and was sort of inspired by listening to us to gather all the women in the family together for a retreat to, to talk through some of, of the ways the, that trauma gets stored in our bodies and in our lineage. And I just thought that was such a cool idea. I loved it. Yeah, I love that they created ritual out of listening to the Discovery Wholeness Podcast. I think that's really powerful and a great way just to enter into healing. One of the recent listeners that reached out to me felt like discovering wholeness approached the lens of trauma um, through a forgotten perspective um, were his words, um, which is to approach it from the framework of spirituality and, and religion. And I think that um, his comment is reflective of the need for spiritual communities to start talking about trauma even more um, because it is um, such a, I mean, we hear of church hurt, Trauma is different from church hurt. Um, and I feel like this podcast is a great um, entryway for people to, to discover how the way that they make meaning through religion or through spirituality based on um, the traditions that were bequeathed to them, um, not necessarily that they actually chose, um, can really impact how um trauma shows up in our lives and how we become traumatized as adults, um, as adolescents and what that can look like behaviorally. So I think that um, 
for me, this first season has been really eye-opening and reminded me of some things that I that I need to dive more deeply into um, professionally, as well as areas of, of healing opportunities that um, are still available to me. So I appreciate um, the level of dialogue that we've been able to have this season. I love what you're bringing forward with that, both of you and Kendra, that reminder that we so often in the spiritual world, in our spiritual communities, forget that our spirits can be traumatized. You know, as a therapist, I hear a lot, of course, you know, in the work that I do around the ways in which people have experienced trauma and how it's impacted them emotionally and psychologically. And as you just said, Kendra, even behaviorally, like what that looks like. But I'm reminded again, and I think we started with this early on in the season um, around Dr. Jim Finley's work, where he talks about the ways in which we as healers, as people that are journeying with those who are, are in their own healing spaces, experience spiritual trauma and so that we in our presence can bring healing to that piece but it is such a forgotten I love the way that your your friend or or the person that you knew said that that we've forgotten that that we aren't just emotional biological beings mental beings that we have this spiritual part of us that so often gets left out of this awareness around trauma and that it it definitely needs healing in a way that's different um, and just even acknowledge it, uh, that it's so important to recognize that, that piece of our journey that we're, we're needing to pay attention to. And we don't, and we don't have language. And I think for me, as I reflected on just even some of the correspondence that's come my way from people who've been listening or people that I know, I think it really aligns a lot with what you were saying, Kendall, about the language um, and this aha moment is what one listener put it as she said you know I just had this aha moment that one of her family members all of a sudden she had words for what he had been experiencing that was actually trauma that had been re-traumatized in a church setting but hadn't understood that that's what was happening and so the language I think is often such a power you know words are power in so many ways they can bring life they can bring all kinds of negative things but when we have words to be able to express what we've been experiencing, I think it brings that sense of empowerment and, and even a sense of hope. If I can name it, I can maybe find a way to work with it or to you know, understand. I'm wondering with both, uh, both of you as well, as Kendra, you talked a little bit, you touched on this a bit in terms of what this season has been like for you, but what have been some of the healing moments even for yourselves or even for myself as I've looked back that you've maybe come away with oh I'd forgotten about that or I I can certainly say I've had a few moments of oh I have a little bit more work to do there like in my own healing that I think you know we've emphasized and we'll talk about today it's not an overnight thing it's not a one-time thing it's not like okay I've done my year of therapy or my six months of therapy or prayer or whatever your healing is it's a journey. And so would Kendall, could we start with you? What have you maybe become aware of through this season for your own self? Part of the power of this podcast for me has been the erasure of isolation. Just like hearing the two of you talk about your experiences and then also learning some new vocabulary and language, like you were just saying, Jillian, to 
put around my own traumatic experiences. It's just helped me to feel surrounded by support. You know, it's just this, this beautiful thing. It kind of takes it out of the, I mean, out of maybe the, the little box inside my therapist's office, right? And it kind of brings it into a wider community. Um, and I mean, you talked about listeners having aha moments, but gosh, I've had so many aha moments talking with the two of you, um, like too many to name really, but I, there was this point, I remember, um, I think it was in episode six, Jillian, and you were just talking about, um, secure attachments and how healthy boundaries means I know where I end and you start. And that seems like such an obvious explanation of, of a boundary. But for me, he said that it like a light bulb went off and I was like, oh my, that's it. Like, I don't always know where I end and the other person begins, particularly because um, I'm an empath. And so, you know, I start feeling other people's feelings and I can kind of merge with their emotions. Um, anyway, there've just been so many moments when one of you has been talking and in, on the inside, my heart and soul are going, yes, 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 yes. Um, and I, I think it's just such a balm when someone else puts your experience into words for you. Yeah, it's just such a balm. And, and it has encouraged me to keep doing my healing work. Like it's given me ideas of things I can keep um, doing, different things I can try. And I felt inspired by your journeys and, and, and your vulnerability and sharing them. Thank you so much, Kendall. Um, what you said definitely has resonated with me. Um, and like you said, there are so many aha moments that I've had um, from being able to be present with both of you. I believe that this podcast has helped me deepen my not only spiritual community, but my professional community and, and you and Jillian. And um, I remember, Jillian, the episode where we were talking about trauma responses. And I'm very familiar with fight, flight, or freeze. Um, and you introducing the, the trauma response of fawning, which is where people revert to people pleasing when they're triggered, um, made me reflect on uh, the ways that I have showed up in um, spiritual community and church particularly as a way to people please that was connected to my own trauma. And I think the authoritarian nature of religion um, particularly can lead many, so many people to want to do quote unquote the right thing when the right thing may be the wrong thing for you. Um, and so that was a big aha moment for me just kind of sifting through um, Kendra in church space um, professionally and what that looks like now for me as a as a social and spiritual entrepreneur um, as well as thinking about um, how to disrupt that in in my own life and to invite people to be holy disruptors of doing things for for people outside of you that are of no benefit to you I feel like um, I want relationships of reciprocity in my life and I want to heal through my trauma so I can have those relationships that are in alignment with what makes my heart sing, as well as continue to draw me back to the well of wholeness that's within me. 
Um, so this has, I've gained, gained a ton of, ton of resources from you, Jillian, um, in terms of, of books to read. So I'm, I'm looking forward to diving into some of the resources that you've recommended this summer. We want to invite you again into the present moment by taking in your surroundings. What is it that you see? Maybe your eyes are landing on something new in your environment. Maybe there are new sounds for you to be attentive to in this moment. What are you hearing? What is it that you feel? Maybe you feel your heartbeat or you feel the presence of community. What is it that you smell in this moment? Maybe you have the windows up and there's something that smells good outside. And then what is it that you taste? Maybe you've been eating on something really good throughout this podcast. Allow your five senses to join you in the present moment as you take in the surroundings where you are. Endless Spiritual Consulting is an opportunity to have your whole integrated self welcomed to do the work that your spirit desires for your life. I am Esti Nina Dillard, the owner and founder of Endless Spiritual Consulting, where we can be found at estininadillard.com or at estininadillard on all platforms. It will be my honor and my pleasure to curate sacred space using practical tools and methods for your endless possibilities. Welcome back to Discovering Wholeness. I'm Jillian Drader, today's episode facilitator, and I'm joined by Kendra Frazier and Kendall Ray Rothis. I love this conversation, which I think I'm recognizing is very much a passion of mine, even through this season and our conversations, just this whole idea of the collective trauma and the ways in which we show up in the collective, how we show up in our communities, but pulling out of that this this sense of not isolated like you were saying Kendall you know just that awareness that when I hear others share their journeys and their their traumas and their experiences I can resonate and join and and join in a way of okay I'm not alone as opposed to you know an unhealthy connection but it's such an important piece and, and we talked about it, even, you know, the generational traumas, intergenerational traumas, it's it's such a critical ongoing conversation that I, I hope that we are able to continue expanding and um, bringing awareness to because it's such a it's not spoken about as much, I think, as individual trauma. It's not written about as much, um, but it's so critical because we know it's a reality in our communities, whether that be in our actual work and life communities, if it's our spiritual communities, that there is this very present generational traumas, collective traumas that we are also responding to, reacting to, being pulled into and affected by, and not necessarily knowing how to recognize or address and I think that's, you know, one of the things that even as we think about 
maybe what are things that each of us feel we we really want to highlight more or say again or kind of bring bring full circle that that's a piece for me that feels really really important that we don't lose sight of that in our individual journeys which are really important that we remember that there's a there's other systemic realities to trauma and how it's showing up in our lives and worlds and that um, that whole idea of being a holy disruptor, Kinder, I love that phrase. Like, how can we also be holy disruptors in those spaces where we're speaking to, to the bigger trauma? The invitation you extended to, to name generational trauma and intergenerational trauma reminds me of how I came to begin knowing what generational trauma was. It looked like generational curses in the faith community that I grew up in that God has cursed you. Um, and that's why you have these particular things that are showing up in your life, whether that is chronic poverty, whether that is um, sexual assault, whether that is, and you name the role, what's connected to some type of behavior that you didn't get right. But it's really, as I'm older and in my own training, generational trauma, generational trauma, um, I think you you hit the nail on the head when it comes to really using that lens to look at how our communities are um, impacted by chronic poverty, are um, impacted by people who have a lack of access to mental health resources, healthcare resources, like that stems from a trauma. Um, so I think that that is important for people to, to begin if they haven't thought about it that way, to think, to think through how it shows up in our families and in addition to um, and, and extends to our communities. Um, thank you for bringing that up. I think for me, one of the things that most uh, resonates for me is the idea of shame and trauma. I think that um, for those of us who have experienced being victimized by someone, whether that is sexually or spiritually or emotionally, we can often internalize the feeling that um, the person who did harm to us should have, such as shame or guilt. And I didn't recognize the shame that I was holding recently um, because of a traumatic experience that I had um, with the faith community and recognizing that it is not mine to hold. It is not mine to keep and inviting others to um, release as well um, when you feel like the way that you operated was um, was a way that that you were guided to operate, um, whether that be spiritually or even professionally, that may have ruffled some feathers. And it is okay. It's nothing to be shameful about. I think that when I think of the life of Jesus and who he was, there were a lot of stories in the Bible where he operated in ways that people could have shamed him for. Um, and I wonder what might have happened if he would have internalized that shame. Um, would we know his name? Um, and so that has um, been sitting with me for a while. I think that's such a good point, Kendrin. It made me curious, you know, if there are are tools or, or things you have been able to use to get that 
to get that shame out of your system, right? Like it's one thing to recognize it and realize, okay, I don't need to carry this shame around. <laughs> but for me, it's like, a, it's then it's like, there's the step of actually letting it go. And I just, I'm curious if you have found ways of kind of getting that shame out of your body and, and refusing to let it cling to you. I think that's a great question, Kendall. One of the things that first comes to mind is practicing silent screaming. It sounds a bit odd, but what you do is actually act as if you're going to scream, but it's silent. Your body goes through all of the, the actions that it would go through if you were screaming out loud, but silent screaming has been very cathartic for me particularly in my somatic experience sessions with my practitioner. Um, ritual is also a way that I engage in releasing, releasing shame. Um, ritual and community. Um, so that may be with, with trusted loved ones, um, as well as sitting at my ancestral shrine and inviting conversation with those that had came before me to remind me that I'm not the first person that has had a broken heart from the spiritual community, that I'm not the first person who has experienced um, the isolation from a spiritual community before, um, and that it's okay. I think that those three things, in addition to, to therapy, have all helped me in some ways um, shed the shame that um, I've carried. This conversation around shame is so critical because it can paralyze us. You know, shame has this capacity and power to silence us, to close us off from other people, from the world in some cases. You know, we have this internal story. And, and as I was hearing you share earlier, Kendall, about you being an empath, it, it reminded me of uh, Brene Brown's work around shame and talking about empathy being the antidote to shame. Um, and the ways in which being able to share with somebody else, being able to speak our struggle and be heard in a way that's not sympathetic, not feeling sorry for you, it, but actually hearing and joining in a, a caring, respectful way just takes the power out of that. And, and again, I, I guess that feels like that's really my my burning in my belly today is this whole how do we build these communities of empathy around ourselves, around those that we care about, so that there is somewhere to go? We're not in isolation. And it's in this world we're living in, and particularly, of course, with what we've just gone through, the whole issue of isolation and breakdown of community and breakdown of social connection. Um, and even from the point of view uh, of not having even access to services where we might be able to be heard and held is such a challenge. Um, I feel like that that's part of my mission. It's becoming a part of my mission and has always been a passion of how do we build healthy, loving, nurturing, informed community so that there is a space to go with our shame and a safe space where it's not going to be added to the shame is not going to be compounded. Um, but that we, it's such a real visceral reality in terms of what we hold in our bodies and the stories we tell ourselves and, and how debilitating shame can be. And just that importance to be able to connect. 
you know, as you were talking, what came up for me was the whole phrase of me too, you know, that there's been such a, a powerful thing happening culturally of, you know, the more women have been able to speak out about their, their experiences with um, sexual assault, that, that it, it's very shame busting, you know, to have that collective telling of the truth and telling of one's experience. And I think that's true, not just for assault, but also for all sorts of different traumas and struggles. And, you know, I, I think about a lot of the trauma I went through in my marriage and I had, I had so, I felt so much shame, particularly around the like sexual piece of it. And it was like, it was definitely helpful to, to go to therapy. And so I, I, I don't want to minimize the importance of professional help because that really matters. But it was also one of the big parts of my healing journey has been when I have had friends, you know, disclose to me something similar that they've been through. And suddenly I feel the shame draining away because I'm like, oh, well, this happened to you. And I think highly of you. And you know, and, and it's just kind of helped me to, to have other people share their experience and stories. And so I just so agree with what you're saying, Jillian, about we need, we need a whole community of, of people around us, you know, to, to really do the healing work. And, and I think a lot of the way we heal trauma is, is through those developing those secure attachments um, after we've had maybe some ruptured attachments. It makes me also think about um, the words holy listening are coming to my mind and just this sense of sometimes it might or it could feel a little overwhelming. We've talked about so many different things around trauma and, and just this reminder that we don't we, we can learn and it is important to become trauma informed and have some awareness of what's going on. But we don't have to have the answers. We don't have to have, you know, great you know, wealth of information about all this to be able to be present to another person from that place of empathy and hold that space. And, you know, in the ways that even in our spiritual communities, we can offer that holy listening, compassionate listening, not having an answer necessarily, but just making the space um, and learning to do that. Because I think in our, in my anxiety, I'll speak for myself sometimes, um, if I start to feel overwhelmed with a situation that perhaps somebody's even sharing with me, that's maybe pushing my buttons, or it's really resonating deeply with my own experience that I am maybe not through yet, I'm going to tend to want to fix it or make it, you know, have an answer for them. And just that invitation to align with, um, with our, my own soul to align with God in whatever way that looks like for any of us um, to know that we're not holding it alone but that we also don't have to have the answer that we can give and offer space, compassion, empathy, which is hugely healing in that moment to just be heard and not alone, not be alone, even if there is no answer coming back. Mm -hmm. I love that invitation, Jillian, to listen with ears, to understand and not have to have a response. I feel like so often people who grow up in various faith communities um, and encounter someone who has either had a dark night of the soul or 
been having a, a challenge with life or has reached an impasse where they just can't figure out what to do that we want to bring an answer to fix the broken heart. And it's not our place to fix. Um, and I think that that is important for people to be reminded of. I'm thinking about those moments where someone has lost a loved one and you may hear somebody offer them, well, you know, God needed another angel or they completed what they need to and they completed what they need to in this life. So, um, but I think that being comfortable in not having to have an answer and just being a presence can be so healing for people. Are there other areas or topics or pieces as you think back over the, the episodes that we've covered that you really want to bring full circle or anything you want to add that maybe we haven't had a chance to talk about in this episode but that we want to leave listeners with um, to either maybe pursue further or explore a little bit more? Yeah, you know what's coming up for me? I mean, I think there's lots of of topics that we that we touched on that 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 I'm hoping we can do a you know deeper dive in in upcoming seasons. Um, but in terms of sort of wrapping this season up, the the thing I'm thinking about is just our title for this episode, chapters of healing, because I think it's so helpful for me to remember that healing is a journey. Um, but what I love about just the, the metaphor of chapters is it's like, but you do get these like little micro completions, you know, along the way, like as you're healing there, there, there are markers, there are moments in time where, where there are, there are places that receive closure. And, um, I think that I find that so hopeful and helpful because there's one sense in which I think, okay, this healing journey is probably going to take the rest of my life. (laughs) But the reason that it's not necessarily daunting or overwhelming is because I can also look backwards and see, like, I can see things that have been resolved. I can see times that I really was able to turn a corner. Um, I can see moments where an open gaping wound finally, you know, scarred over. And so I just love the idea of chapter because, because there's more yet to come. And, and there's, there's some degree of closure and healing that happens like in, in the present moment. Um, so I guess I just want to lift that up as something that certainly encourages me and, and maybe would also encourage our listeners. I love that, Kendall. Thanks. Yeah. And, and when I hear you say the word chapters and, you know, kind of again, bringing us back to the, the title of today's episode, it it reminds me of the beginning chapters of the, of the podcast. And one of the things that I think I continue to emphasize to people in all different settings and communities is just to be open and curious to the possibility that when you're feeling stuck or you feel like you're doing everything you know how to do to maybe address a challenge that you're feeling emotionally again or mentally, spiritually, in whatever way you just feel like, man, I just can't get past this. That just to be curious about maybe some unresolved traumas and find a place to unpack that. And so often we, we talked at the very beginning of the podcast around about the difference between trauma A and trauma B, like those type A traumas that are, you know, really the more subtle, the things that we didn't get that we needed. Um, and those I find are so quickly dismissed or not even 
people aren't even aware that that can be a place of trauma. And so they're always looking for the big event or the big something that in their mind would qualify perhaps in their language or in others language, even that, you know, other things may have been dismissed, but you know, it's not been uh, a sexual assault perhaps, or a car accident or, you know, a, a major event in their community, but it was something around neglect or it was something around just all of those pieces that we talked about and to not, and to just be curious with kindness to yourself and gentleness. Right now, I feel like I'm just sitting with all that you and Kendall um, and I have shared um, from what we've been able to receive from the podcast in and of ourselves. Um, and I feel like we covered so much in this first season to invite people to be able to land on something that speaks to them. I feel like you can't listen to this podcast and not have an area that shows up that you can link up to and do some more self-discovering and healing work with. Um, so I feel like I'm fairly complete right now. I just want to say thank you. Um, thank you to the both of you for the wisdom and vulnerability and uh, lots of time and energy <laughs> also that has gone into this podcast, um, the creativity. I just feel really grateful to, um, yeah, to have created this project with you. I feel thankful to the people who've tuned in and listened and who care about this topic and are, are trying to to do their best to to be a part of a of a world that is is healing for others, and um, and then especially thanks to Good Faith Media for being our production people. Um, Cliff, who those of you listening don't get to hear from him, but he's always on these uh, conversations, helping us uh, make them run smoothly and doing all the editing and, and things that that I don't have the skill set to do. And so I just, I think I just want to kind of end with a, with an expression of gratitude. I agree with what both of you have said in terms of um, what has stuck out to you all. It resonates with me, Kendall, this um, language of um, micro completions in one's journey of healing and reflecting back on those micro Completions, it reminds me of the African concept of Sankofa, which means to go back and fetch what you have forgotten. And I think that for those who are listening, it's so important to go back and, and fetch and honor the ways that those micro completions have shown up in your life to be able to move forward in, in the new opportunities to heal because we are always human beings becoming. Um, shifting through different seasons of our lives to help us with various evolutions and revolutions that um, are spiritual revolutions and psychological revolutions and emotional revolutions, always releasing things and discerning what to embrace and when to embrace. Um, and I feel like healing is a journey until we take our last breath. It never stops. Um, particularly if you're someone that's intentional about your own um, evolution. Um, healing is a, is a part of my commitment to continue to evolve. Yeah, because new things I feel like are always revealed in each level uh, of healing. I'm noticing I'm feeling a little emotional. My tears are here. It's been a beautiful season and I have just valued this time. 
so grateful. I think it's emotion because it's so reward. It's just such a gift to know there are other people like you on the planet that want to make a difference in a world where there's so much suffering. Thank you for being beautiful hearts and beautiful souls. Yeah, it's been an honor. Thank you so much for the libation of your tears. Um, I think that um, they are meaningful as they bless the conversations that we have had throughout this, this season. Um, they bless, I believe, the connection that we strengthen between one another. They bless the listeners who find this topic important. And um, these episodes have helped them reach a micro-completion that they didn't think that they would walk into just from being more aware of what trauma looks like for spiritual leaders, for those that are serving within faith communities, just in general, to have a common language that we can all um, the, the awareness and understanding of has felt really healing for me. And I want to offer gratitude to each of you for being the um, powerful beings that you are um, and for the resources and knowledge that you all have brought to the conversation. Um, and I ditto everything that, that Kendall has offered about Cliff and the media in general um, for giving us a platform to be able to share our thoughts and ideas with on this particular topic. Um, and I'm also thinking about this chapter closing for me in terms of being one of the co-hosts for Discovering Wholeness um, due to um, going back to school and some, some other irons in the fire. Um, but it has been such a joy to share in this first chapter of Discovering Wholeness with, with both of you. Um, and I don't take it lightly um, that we were able to journey in this way together for uh, this season. And I am so excited to hear season two and all the things that you all will share um, and anything that I can do to be of support. Um, I will continue to share on social media um, and continue to tell my friends about um, the information and the wisdom that this podcast holds. Um, so in closing, I do want to send us off and everyone that is listening with a blessing. If you all can simply take a deep breath if that is beneficial for you in this moment or just simply orient yourself to all that has been shared. Season one of Discovering Wholeness, from the first episode to this episode. And as you reflect, I want to offer this blessing. May the light of your inner divinity always light your path toward healing. May the God of your understanding always be a felt presence. May the power that resides in you always catapult you into deeper healing, transformation, and renewal. May the protection of your ancestors always hold you in strength knowing that you don't do this work of healing alone. And 
may you always remember that you are home. I'm Kendra Frazier. I'm Jillian Drader. And I'm Kendall Raffis. We are discovering wholeness, healing trauma, unearthing self. Join us in conversation at Discovering Wholeness Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Also at Discovering Wholeness Podcast, you can reach out to each of the hosts and also find out more about our practices. Discovering Wholeness is produced in partnership with Good Faith Media. Learn more at goodfaithmedia.org. If you are in crisis and need help in the United States, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. In Canada, call the Center for Suicide Prevention at 1-833-456-4566. That's 1-833-456-4566. You can also use the crisis text line from either country by texting the word HOME to 741-741. That's HOME, H-O-M-E, to 741-741 to access a crisis counselor 24 hours a day, seven days a week.